listening to 9to5.cc podcast. This is the 9to5 Entertainment System. And if you enjoy this or any of the podcasts or any of the other content we make on the show, please support our Patreon at patreon.com slash 9to5cc or just tell your friend. That's the easiest way. Uh, we have a special guest this episode. It is Sam from Other Things on the website. What do we talk about on the show, Sam? We talked about how Scott is still sick. Mm-hmm. Gorillas, exclamation point. <laughs> Atomic Highway. D&D, The Black Cauldron, and The Chronicles of Predane. We mm-hmm. follow that up with His Dark Materials, Dexter for a tiny little bit, Game of Thrones, Real True Dreams, and then The Power. We talk about books, because we do read them. We don't just play video games and watch movies, I swear. Okay, so this is like years ago. In uh, I was in Amsterdam with my lady friend at the time, visiting the the, the gorillas, the, the zoo, mm-hmm. and we go up to the the gorilla enclosure, and there is this enormous silverback there with like a gag. There's like two or three little female gorillas around, and then like a whole bunch of babies all running around. Say a gaggle, a gaggle. and you realize that was of geese <laughs> and not of apes. I can you could I can have a gaggle of of baby gorillas. Apes. I don't know. What, what do you say? Is there's a, probably another word. I'm sure there's one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Anyway, so they're all there. And then this little pack of school children happens to be there visiting the zoo at the same time, right? And there's, there's me and my lady friend, and we're standing there, and all these little school ki- children hanging around. And the silverback looks at me in the eye, and I look at him, and I'm like, oh, man, we're having this moment, right? Because he's got all of his little kids running around him, and I've got all these little kids running around me. And then locked in eye contact with me he reaches to a gigantic ball of feces that's right behind him beside him that's like perfectly spherical and larger than a baseball and he just picks it up and takes a full bite out of it without breaking eye contact with me right and the little kids all around are like and they all get quiet and then my girlfriend leans over and she's like john is that poo and i'm like yep That That's was what it. This gorilla did. I made I made connection with a with a a, a gorilla, and then he. Uh, but you, what was he think he was trying to communicate? Well, he showed me down. Like that's for, like he won whatever little interchange yeah. you were having. I was, yeah, and he was just like looking at you, and he's like, "Where's your poop, yeah. John? I I can't beat that. <laughs> You're not going to even match it. Not yeah. even going to come close. A a band of gorillas. I just called. I it's just, a band. I burned. Spoil the lead. A group of gorillas is called a band or a troop. Huh. Also hmm. acceptable, but less common is a whoop. A hoop? Like W H O O P. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're hoop. like, I think that's a... A hoop of gorillas. Like hoop. Um, like hoop, there it is. Like hoop, there it is. Yeah. That's right. Uh, joining us on today's 90s special adventure, because mm-hmm. uh, Scott is still sick, even though... It's How did that happen? <laughs> it's like two weeks later. <laughs> what? Like, Scott's been sick for a month. Uh, is Sam... From sometimes the Fantasia podcast. I think you also have done an IES before. I, I believe. did once. Yeah. Yes. Was it me? I was gone. Yeah. yeah you John, were gone. John was gone, and uh, and Scott was there. And also, Sam is the features heavily in the podcast that we are developing, uh-huh. but is not released. We have recorded two full episodes of our live play Atomic Highway mm-hmm. uh, podcast, which I just I just sent you the second episode today. I know. I'm very yep. excited. It is. It's very. It's very fun. So Sam's voice will be. At least featured prominently for a little while when we release those episodes, mm-hmm. whenever that comes. Are hey, you playing Sam. Mad Max? I am not. I am playing a slightly gullible yeah. scientist with no useful skills mm-hmm. in uh, this road warrior yeah. future. Yeah. Like, I have boat skills and a kayak because I come from a lake town. Yeah. <laughs> it made sense for the character. It does. But then I like gleefully made this character and then later was like, what the fuck is she going to do? Yeah. Ever. Probably not boat. I uh, know, but like knowing that, I like I'm gonna 
I was like in my mind. I don't know if it's going to happen in the first adventure, but I will. No. I like like I mean like how many D and D campaigns have you put that are entirely aquatic based? Like specifically because it's an aquatic team, but all like, of them. Yeah, I know, but that's what yeah. I'm saying. But like prior to that, like oh. you'd have maybe like I remember our old. So John is my dungeon master yes. in my D and D game, uh, and you, we played one game for like seven years, and mm-hmm. I think we maybe had one or two boat time things. Whereas <laughs> this is like it is obviously it's a, it's a feature of the setting. Yeah, but. Like, it's rare that you're going to have an... In- like, if you don't have a swim speed, you fall in the water and you're like, uh-oh. Yep. Versus this is an entire, like, adventuring crew that all have swim speed or a swim ring. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you're going to tailor to it to that. So, like, knowing that I have a character with, like, a lot of aquoti- aquotic... Aquatic. Aquatic mm-hmm. talents. Aquatic I was like, gals. I was like, I'd be remiss, I think, to of not, course. like, try to try to put it in there. I gave your entire prologue was boat based. It is very true. So there's there's that. But yeah, that I think it's it's fun. It's the first time I'm running a game, uh, I think in a very long time. Certainly mm-hmm. the first time I'm running like an episodic game, which is uh, which is neat. And then yeah, and in my dreams of like I'm going to run a Mad Max game, we have Sam's character who made uh, like I said the 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 gullible scientist character uh-huh. from a uh, like a revenant town like a town that like managed to maintain its fishing operations I mm-hmm. believe yes was it so like didn't necessarily like the apocalypse didn't hurt them that badly like they just we were doing okay yeah exactly but now there's a problem with the fish now the fish are dying yeah so no I've been fish. sent forth yeah exactly so she ventured out into the land mm-hmm. Ronan basically is playing a, uh, a character like basically straight out from a fallout vault who was like at a certain point um, the, the vault went sterile, mm-hmm. and he was the like the last baby on an already like diminishing baby return. Hmm. Like it was like like it's like his like the way he puts it is like is imagine if his mom was like in her late forties kind of thing like the very late stage the and like one. and a lot of women had already like stopped having children so he's like basically was like forty years younger than everybody in the vault so then it was like in his twenties while everybody's like dying and old and he was like. Fuck this. I guess I'm just going to head out into the world. Yep. And then promptly prompt, promptly ended up in slavery. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, just he was immediately captured <laughs> and then used for, uh, like, because he was, had, like, a mechanical aptitude. Which yeah. Is, like, promptly captured. People realized he was a good mechanic. So I had, like, a relatively okay life as a slave mm-hmm. because he's, like, a slave with, like, a skill. So he's like, he's like, man, the world is scary. Slavery isn't so bad. People take care of you and feed you and stuff like that. He's like, I see all kinds of insanity that happen. I don't have to deal with that. And what's Scott playing? Uh, and Scott is playing a, uh, a long-haul trucker mm-hmm. uh, type who typically has an armored kind of truck vehicle and is not necessarily a full-on road warrior, but is, like, sturdy enough truck that can, like, take supplies from, like, one kind of town to the other. Sure. So that's the vibe. But yeah, but two two kind of man. This train is long. It's really long. It's <laughs> real loud. Just keeps going. Yep. Two kind of gullible, naive types and, and a trucker and a trucker. Tell me, it's Scott true. is taking advantage of you guys somehow? Not even yet. Like I mean, I'm sure he'll get there. Well, yeah. so far he's like, yeah, he's a uh, he's on a mission. He's very driven. Mm-hmm. Well, he's been like, see, so the way that I threw them all together was that they were each kind of promised uh, a separate thing okay. to by the uh, by the mayor of a town. So. Uh, Scott got promised a new truck because mm-hmm. it was like people kind of come to this town for uh, tunneling reasons. Like it's a uh, they tunnel underneath. So there's a minefield 
that it surrounds a wall that separates Canada and the United States. Okay. And the area in front of it is mined. But then people have found that you can tunnel beneath the minefield with a map of the mines and whatever and kind of come up underneath wreckages and get, like, really solid salvage because most of the world's kind of been stripped out. So it's this whole weird, like, town... You're, like, mining the the output of this minefield. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's it. Like, yeah. you're mining the stuff that blew up on the out, out, like, on the minefield from, like, who knows how long ago, but no one's ever been able to get there. Right. So there's still good finds. Like, you could get, like, a lot of bullets and guns and stuff that are just pretty much okay. Mm-hmm. And, like, the trick is to kind of, like, dig up underneath them. Hmm. So, uh, but anyway, obviously that's a pretty hazardous occupation. So there's a truck that the mayor is like, that miner's not coming back, man. So it's like, if you do this for me, the town will give you a truck. If you do this for me, uh, she's promised Meryl like a little bit of intel on what is killing fish and things mm-hmm. like the, the the mutation that is dealing with the fish. And like Ronan can be he's just around. He's just around, but I mean, like she said that he'd get his freedom. Like he could oh, yeah. he could become his own little mechanic, not need to be like a little slave boy anymore. Huh. So that 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 was the the why these three came together was the mayor was like, I have something that each of you need, and I need something done. So, right. so that that was the thing. It is true. We did create our characters perhaps in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Which I think is fine. But that, that, I, I did like I knew that that was going to be the setup. Like I knew the setup was going to be yeah. she'll have something over all of you. So I was like I thought it was kind of better that you don't know each other. So that it's like true. you're like thrust together by destiny as opposed to being like an existing crew. Because I kind of didn't want you to be cohesive. It's well. Mm. <laughs> Kudos. Yay. <laughs> do you guys fight a lot? Is that? No, but they're just uh, very no, yeah. inept. Uh, yeah. So like. I frequently play characters that can just kill things. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I should stop being like an impulsive killing machine. Mm -hmm. I should branch out. Mm -hmm. And, but this happened the last time I tried to, I tried doing a different character, uh, in like space. It was a space thing. Mm -hmm. And three of us ended up being solidly inept fighters, but Mm -hmm. very smart. And we were fighting robots and it was like, Oh, you can short circuit them. If you like somehow get up close and like insert these batteries Mm -hmm. into their, Situation. I don't know, into their situation. <laughs> to their robot So bots. there were, like, two people actually fighting, and then three of us, like, hopping around with, like, some spare batteries in our hands, being yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh, I got it. So mm-hmm. I should have learned my lesson and just been, like, impulsive killing machine all the time. Well, Scott is not a full-on, like, combat monkey, but Scott no, but actually there. has, but he has, he, has a, he has enough. Like, if you guys actually, like, get into We get a, the vibe. Yeah, we yeah, get exactly. the vibe That's that it. he's clearly the one who's going to like And And both you and uh, Ronan's character know your way around guns or whatever, so mm-hmm. when, when, you can, when you get to it, it's not, like, full enough. It's more the, like, the, the socially awkwardness. Also, it's kind of, it's kind of funny and sad that like Ronan often kind of takes point on the social mm-hmm. things which makes a little bit of sense thematically because he's been in the town the longest and he's also like he's essentially property of the town at this point mm-hmm. right like, like he belongs to the town and you can essentially rent him out but he's like too expensive that most tunnel owners wouldn't like he's not a tunnel slave he's a mechanic slave like so you wouldn't you would you wouldn't you get waste them. Yeah, you wouldn't want to waste them like yeah. digging, you know. But so, but he basically serves at the pleasure of the town, like mm-hmm. the, the mayor and whatever. So he does know people the most, but it also engages them, and like people will engage with them a little bit, and like, almost all the NPCs. But eventually, they're just sort of like, "Excuse me, like, why are you even talking anymore?" Like, like these two free people, <laughs> like, could be having real conversations. <laughs> Why are you it's engaging? True, but we it? don't know anyone. <laughs> exactly. So it's funny because he does know more people in the town, but right. then every now and then they're like, "Why is the table talking?" Because <laughs> like, hmm. they just presume, of course, that he's you know working, working for, for them. Him. Yeah, it's good. I think we're having fun. I'm having tons of fun. I was going to say, mm. you and now. So you, uh, one of the things I actually wanted to ask you, and I guess we might as well do it on NES. You said mm-hmm. that you 
like played role playing games in town with like a bunch of girls because you didn't know that role playing games were nerdy necessarily. No, or you, no, or I you knew didn't... they were. I knew they were full on nerdy. It's okay. just so like when it... I started playing, it was like my friend's dad was like, "Oh, I'll DM for you three girls," mm-hmm. and then you know, girls tend to be friends with girls for a while in middle school sure. and perhaps beyond, and so. Um, most of the people I knew who played grades six through eight. Weird. America. I know. (laughs) Um, which is like, so the ratio was like three boys to like a rotating cast of like 10 girls, maybe four now that I think about it. So it's like my brother Mm -hmm. and then like two boyfriends and then like one of our guy friends. But so I solidly thought that D and D was a game that like girls played. It was a game for girls girls were more interested in it and then i came here and i was like i know all joan concordia is like games club oh, no. and i had a harsh <laughs> awakening <laughs> and then like my name is sam so i'd sign up for things under yeah. the name sam which you know also a boy's name yeah mm-hmm. and then i would show up and like the first 10 minutes would always be like so sam a girl <laughs> <laughs> Did you have, like, that's great. Yeah, was, that's great. That's A plus. Well, like, I, can, yeah. I can kind of see it though if you're just sort of like if you're if no one else is gaming and then you're like a group of girls gaming and then you're like and boys do sports and things you're like I guess gaming's a girls thing. Mm-hmm. We're like you, you can uh, go outside and do sports, boys. We're gonna stay inside and be wizards. The, the club <laughs> w- was never like mostly guys. No, at Dawson no. it was like forty, sixty. There was sure, a lot of girls but we were also in like peak White Wolf, which was yeah. like vampire, vampire the masquerade. I think trended more heavily well and I, i'm not not trying to like just necessarily genderify the, the fan does, what are you trying to do but it i'm does gonna dovetail nicely with like Anne rice exactly i was like this is also like like peak interview with the vampire whatever yeah. yeah 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 so like all of that was not necessarily exclusively a like a, a female audience but th- there was like material that was like geared much more towards yeah. women i mean like no. we just we we read up on the or i read up on i should say uh, some of the like the dark days of women working at TSR in the late seventies sure and did. early eighties, and it was like, did she ever reply? Uh, she said that she was going to get back to me yeah. recently. So yeah, hopefully okay. we don't we won't spoil the lead in case it doesn't pan out. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like they said, if you if you look, there's a there's a Kotaku article based on the, like the late seventies and early eighties about like how insane. Uh, first of all, the TSR offices were like every day these people would be working on developing games and then every night they would game. And then, and apparently those games were just like descending into like rules lawyering for the game that they designed to to be fair. TSR, because if you're passionate about like rules for your game, right. But I'm like, but I was like, did no one ever take a step back and be like, well, we could change it and settle this argument. You know what I mean? Like, like, which they could. TSR was a, was a miniature war games company long before it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. D&D. Right. No, but this is the D&D offices of TSR. But I'm just saying like, that's, that's what the company was about was war games and Mm. tabletop war games. So it's not really surprising. No, 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 for sure. But, but that's it. And apparently the only kind of women, like even women in the office were never like invited to the gaming portion Hmm. at night and stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was like late seventies, early eighties. Like I don't know. The, I'm just thinking, like, because, like, you know, TSR did, like, Dragonlance. Yeah. Which I also read, like, all of. Yeah. Well, the, um, this is pre-Dragonlance. Yeah, I know. Because that was, like, mid-80s, I think, is when yeah, they yeah, were yeah. out. And But, like, I know most of, not most of, but, like, a lot of the authors were women. And it was all, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, we were, like, testing out, like, modules. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. in my head, that just, like, 
that was that was kind of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what we just I discovered based on the author that we're trying to actually reach out to right now. That Ravenloft was also uh, very uh, like I had a lot of female game designers involved in it, and also weirdly the Ravenloft setting ended up uh, like springboarding a bunch of women who had writing in like horror write like, like authors and novels because Ravenloft was supported by a whole like novel. There was a time yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's it. But it ended up being like the first first jobs of a lot of like women who found like space in horror fiction and stuff, which was also kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but apparently, but in the early days, not that. Like there was like <laughs> one woman uh, can't I drawing a blank on her name because I read this article like a month ago. But who is like one of the like quintessential like old school TSR artists who drew the the definitive Greyhawk map. Like, mm. like the map of Greyhawk, and like famously, apparently, like took took Gary's notes, drew the Greyhawk map, and like Gary was like, "No notes, perfection," <laughs> like like had like and was just like perfect with it. Which I mean, like which is yeah, it's a map, and like I mean, if you look at it now, you're probably like, "What?" <laughs> like it's just like a, it's a goofy early. Like the art is not amazing in those old days. So if you want a fun Gary fun fact, so the initial design for the DM screen mm-hmm. was total. Mm-hmm. It went all the way up. So the DM was meant to be a disembodied voice, and Ooh. you would have Whoa. no no visual connection and no like. So there could be like other people behind it. Even you wouldn't even know. Exactly. If he was really good at voices, you'd be like, "How many people are back there? Who is this dungeon master?" <laughs> exactly. Every like he shuts the lights off before entering, <laughs> and then like turns them on, and there's just like a figure behind the thing. Yep. There's a hood uh, over top. I think they made the right choice letting the DM make <laughs> the contact with people. I mean the best. But yeah, but anyway, so this woman, who, like I said, is was was accomplished enough to be like who drew the map of Greyhawk, uh, took a bunch of contracts and stuff, and every time um, there were like openings as as staff artists, she was always told like not to apply because uh, like she wasn't familiar with the game enough, and she was like, and she's like, I didn't think more of it. She's like, I was like kind of like a young naive artist, and then she's like, but now when I look back at it, she's like, that's bullshit, and she's like. That is not a thing. Artists don't need to be familiar with the material. You're like, draw an orc. I drew an orc. <laughs> draw an axe man hitting the man with the orc. Done. Like, there's no, like, you, and especially looking at those first and second edition art things, you yeah. can't tell me that, like, a special knowledge of D&D provided added, like... I'm looking at you, barrier peaks. Barrier peaks. Handouts. Handouts and artistry and stuff yeah. like that. Like, they're awful. Like, not... Yeah. Well, they're not well, awful. There's, like, they're just there's like, trends, too, right? There's, yeah. like, trends in illustration, because I was looking... I saw this dumb meme, but it uses, like, a an illustration of a book cover of, like, an uh, Lloyd Alexander, like, the Chronicles of Pride and, like, Black mm-hmm. Chronicle. Okay. Uh, so it uses... Uh, like an iconic scene from book three. It's like the same illustration that they've done like I think every time they redo the cover. Mm-hmm. Which um, one was book three? Castle of Lear with the giant cat. Yep. So okay. it's always like... Oh man, we're getting Taren. deep nerdy today. It's, this is like at the edge. <laughs> I was in love with these books but I haven't read them since oh I my was God. like eight. So. I like read Summer them assignment. like Summer five years ago. Yeah. Um, these books were like I think the first books like I remember like my school librarian who was yeah. amazing like i was grabbing like babysitter club books and then like peter pan and he was like did you like peter pan and i was oh. like yes and he's like come with me oh. so it was the black cauldron was fantasy. number two and then there was um uh, it's like book Prince. three is castellier yeah and then, uh, I do want you to look this up. No, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah. Oh, Terran right. Wanderer, yeah. and then The High King is book five. Oh, good shit. And number one? Uh, Horned Prince? No, something Terran like that, Wanderer. though. Chronicles Terran Wanderer is book four where he goes off on his own. Yeah. There um, are five books. First one. Uh, I played the, the hell. Book of Three. Book of Three. Uh, book of Three. 
Black Cauldron, Castle okay. of Lear, Terran Wanderer, and the High King. So, yeah, and there was this, the like... the Foundling and other tales. There's this, like... Some short stories. Meme that I no longer even have. I saw it, and I was just like, no, this is clearly Castle of Lear. But the picture is... The illustration is so shitty. I just... I'm Why going you to show this you up? now. Yeah, did you play the video game? The Black Cauldron video game? There was a video game. Oh my god, I played the hell. Remember, they made a movie out of it, I and Disney lost a mountain of money. Do you want to something even crazier? It was one of Disney's biggest failures yeah. before the Do you want something era. even crazier than that? Okay. So, in Disney World Japan, okay. they made an ultra-immersive Black Cauldron ride. Whoa! Which apparently what? is like... The Holy Grail. I mean, it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. They got rid of it because it's the Black Cauldron. Like, it's like one of their like least recognizable Disney properties yeah. that flopped at the box office or whatever. And I'm like, maybe, maybe it did better in Japan. I don't know why. But apparently, it was like it's super weird. Like, it involved live actors kind of like interacting with you, and then like you had to try to like save the sword and like pull up a thing cool. and like really kind of like it. And I believe it occurred within the Cinderella Castle motif so you went inside and then the villain from black cauldron kind of like took over like in the thing and it was just like exclusively black cauldron did not have any other like weird tie-ins with other disney villains and stuff so like all of the bad guys are black cauldron and stuff and apparently like a ton of like ride aficionados were like it's it was a like an amazing attraction hmm. but so sp- narrowly specifically oriented to the Black Cauldron, like the least beloved Disney film probably ever. You know, I actually did not watch it ever. Really? I I remember being like so sad that I did not get to see it as a child Mm because these books were like my everything for many a year. And uh, now I have the power to find movies and I was like, maybe I shouldn't? I don't know. I I just remember there was a scene – with like ghosts or something kind of coming out. There was the scary woods. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. no, but well, I'm saying, I'm sure. but but like the backyard. So where I grew up, um, our house was surrounded by evergreen trees. So even okay, though yeah. we lived in the suburbs, mm-hmm. our backyard is was like looking out into a forest, hmm. and that was like that. Plus, having watched the Black Cauldron was like not an okay <laughs> thing for me. I was like, like, that I, is like a you lot. look out, you look out every window except for basically the kitchen window of my childhood house, and you just see like pine trees hmm. like which is which is nice <laughs> you don't get to nice see that all the in time the daytime. in the suburbs yeah exactly but that's it but i and i remember just like seeing like the wind kind of going through the things and being like ghosts and stuff are coming out of those woods and we're like like you're you know, like that's you're, like a dark book now that i'm thinking about how did they make that a disney movie like, they made it really dark it they made it like really dark scary. it gave me yeah. like we just discussed this i had terrible yeah. nightmares yeah <laughs> i yeah. felt a prisoner in my so own home this was the picture this is actually the whole fucking meme because yeah. i found it Do not... but like look at this cat it's <laughs> a big freaking cat yeah, it's like almost this like a not... cheshire kind of cat bus it was situation. based on welsh legends right yeah is yeah that true? welsh yeah. i don't know how much of it is i haven't done like the deep yeah yeah dive recently um i know i remember like looking up how everyone's name was pronounced which i don't remember and which they were all like, spelled crazy oh yeah because yeah. it was super welsh yeah. so like l's as far as the eye can see and you don't pronounce any of them like two f's yeah two i always found everywhere. that hilarious when you're just when that the happened. video game was the do you remember police quest or space quest yeah, like yeah. that so it was just like that but rather than having a system where like you type in look or do whatever i think there was just an action button so it was like simplified down for kids it's like move around action move around and there was a section where you throw a rope duke and you have to go up the up the rope to get up to the cliff and then imagine in your head pixels the size of your fist mm-hmm. and your guy has to hang on the pixels and if you move him so his hand goes off the pixel he falls and you die and you have to start the stupid fucking game over so <sighs> because there's pixels you, you like tap the up and then you tap left twice tap tap because it's because it's like at an angle yeah yeah and it took me like fucking a year to get past that point because you'd have to tap 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 because it was impossible to get through fuck you disney 
But do I, it they made a lot of choices <laughs> for this like intellectual property. Uh huh. They must have, like, like, and you got to imagine too that like, especially since it was like part of a book series, like they were probably like, if this it's hits, crazy that they were picked book the second two. One. Yeah. Like it's not like it was even the first book. There like, must there had to have been reasons. Like they must have maybe. Uh, maybe it's like a good standalone. Like it introduces. Like it might have been a good standalone, and then they could have done. It introduces uh, oh, more oh, the characters. There's precedent because in the uh, line, the witch in the wardrobe, they jumped to book two as well. What? Oh, yeah, the magician's nephew count. is book one. No, but that's like technically book z- book one. But it's really it depends on the it box happens side. chronologically Chronolo- before. But no, but like published wise, that's yeah, how yeah. that's how I read it. I read really? it in chronological, read it in chronological order. order. I got a big box set that was book one to seven. I did not. I, I, had, I had book one to seven in published published order. Yeah. Published order. But then, but at the same time, if you do read it that way, you're like you've already stopped caring about what, what's his <laughs> name from magician's nephew, and you're like, I don't even care about you anymore, or like whatever it is, like. Because one of the one of the magician yeah becomes like, yeah. becomes the uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can't remember the exact sequence of events but I'm just sort of like you're expecting the next book to be like continuing the story. Who does he become? Like, the first king of Narnia? Maybe, maybe. I think that's probably. What it is. And then and then the chick from the other world well, but from magician's like nephew becomes she's the like witch. She's like the white yeah. witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but is it, but you meet their kids in Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I want to say because that's when no. you actually meet the royal family. Like maybe they're adults in Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Like you meet the. Yeah, but that, but but I think they're you meet them in Voyage of the no, Dawn no, Treader. No, no, Prince Caspian's king in Voyage of the Dawn Treader. He's right. just like also fucking off to sail around the world instead mm-hmm. of being a king. Going to have fun and. But be then a... is Prince Caspian his kid? Like maybe he's like descending because like Prince Caspian is like um like Narnia has been ruled by other people, or yeah. the goblins or something for hundreds of years. Right. Mm. Uh, I read these books a lot too. I yeah. had these books. I devoured them. Somehow missed that there was like Christian imagery. I, you know, what? it's not I, that. It's not that clear. Which was uh, it was crazy that I, being raised ultra Christian, did not did not catch <laughs> it either. I was just like, whatever, it's lying. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think someone like it was only years later where I was like, oh right. I like reread them when I was like twenty something, and I was like, oh hey. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, but it's, it's right not there. there. You have to be like looking for. You got to look for it. They, they put it. Remember that movie where they put it real there, and mm-hmm. then like, uh, what's his name? Liam Neeson plays the voice of the lion, and he's like, oh, stra- yeah. he's like straight up at the end of the movie, he's like, I go by many names. Like in your world, I go by the Christ or whatever. Like it's like right there in dialogue. <laughs> You're like, whoa! <laughs> like, it's like they're like any like. Yes, it's obviously like the Christian mythos with mm-hmm. a lion and whatever, and like the, a witch as like Satan. Like any of that is just gone. Like he's straight up like, by the way. <laughs> On your planet, I'm Jesus. In case, in case you were wondering how to talk to me when you go home, it's, kids. It's an wink, interesting talk to decision Jesus. because, like, certainly C.S. Lewis was like a prominent Christian yeah. philosopher. Yeah, it, it was, was like all into that. But, like, but he did not make it that obvious in the books. I reread them no, in my thirties, no, yeah. and they're boring and short. But there's not a boring. lot of yeah. They're so short, and it goes by so much faster than you remember. Like you remember books. Like they're, they're not. Yeah. No, they're like I, 150 zippy yeah, pages. Yeah, no, I don't. You know? I and I was like, I do remember them being super zippy. Like I remember yeah. like bringing my little box set or whatever up to the cottage, and in the span of two weeks, I think burning through the whole For thing. Sure. Like, yeah. Even as a kid, like I, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I read over a weekend. Yeah. He like, does do like a anyone who does something good does it in my name, even if they don't mean to. And if they do something evil in my name, they're doing it in someone else's name. Like, yeah. I mean, he like alludes. And that name is Jesus. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't. He, he, he doesn't actually spell it out. Yeah. But yeah, in the in the new live or the newest, I guess, live action one. They're like, just straight up. Like, yeah, they're just I like am the, Jesus. Yeah, he. I, like, oh, no I, wonder that didn't. 
do yeah. so well. But I mean, the flip side, the, the flip side of that is uh, his Dark Materials, right? They're redoing it, yeah. Well, but they're redoing it, but also like the reason why they st- so his Dark Materials, uh, the Golden Compass, was the first like one. they yeah. straight and up they, kill God, like they're they, like, this they, is God, and then he dies. Yeah, they're like God is like a blight. <laughs> like is wow. Well, yeah. it starts with like organized religion, and then like the kids are like adults lie, and you can't trust adults, yeah. and like we should kill people. <laughs> um, and then yeah, by book three they like accidentally find actual God who's like hiding out, and then they like well because the angel well, he just it, dies. He well, just, yeah, but it's because yeah. the angels are just doing what they think he's supposed to do because he's just screwed off. For a little while, and they basically determined that nobody should have that much power, so they should kill him. Like, and then they do, and then they do. Now, there was one yeah. movie which I understand was not very well received, which was The Golden Compass, which yes. is the first one where none of that's in there. But apparently, why they never made or like, well, did it they bankrupted not read? the studio. It, it was, it was, but it was like it was a flop. But yeah. then also, everyone was like, "Where can they go with this?" In the future books, they kill God, but now they're making an HBO yeah. series where I bet you they're going to well, kill. It's, like, God. it's BBC, <laughs> BBC started it. Like, yeah. Right, like yeah, they did the first season, and then they got the funding and like the promise yeah. of HBO coming on as a producer. Huh. So yeah. it's like all the money of HBO and none mm. of the fuckery of the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, so. hopefully. I although I've heard, like so uh, Pat's partner Cuddy is a big Dark Materials fan, yeah. which is also hilarious because she's like a little bit younger. So was like because like, like I I read the books and was like into them but i was like a little older i think then when I mean, she's like she's like i read them at like 12 and they they were like yeah what? like like no, i read them at like I started reading yeah them and so I was like similar like... to you yeah yeah exactly that's it it feels like the most subversive thing on the planet and whatever yeah. like she was also raised christian too uh-huh. so she was like <gasps> like like when they start getting into angels and killing god or whatever like but how did they even like make the first one and then like what was their plan like oh if this take off takes off like in two movies, we're going to have to kill God. Like, did nobody I, bring that up? I feel that they were probably. You think they have a plan for anything? No, I feel they that don't. They want the next movie to make as much money as possible. They probably were just going to make it like just like continued ev- fun adventures. Well, no, but I mean, like you could you. It wouldn't take a ton of rewriting to make it more of like a malevolent force. You know what I mean? True. Like, like you, you'd have basically the same arc without it being like this is the Christian God creator of everything, and we kill them. <laughs> These you are the same be- assholes who put one religion too into John Lennon's Imagine. Right, if they can ah. do that, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, but uh, so but at least in the trailers, people have noticed um, that there's no uh, visible demons in the trailers. Demons? Are they called D A E M O? D A E. D A E. D A E. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So there's no demons in the movie. Yeah. Which is a big deal because so you have one, I have one. What if they're just saving it? Well, it might be that they're saving it because it could be stuff in the real world, right? So it's basically – so it's an aspect of you uh-huh. that on our planet is inside. And yeah. in their reality, it manifests as like an external kind of animal companion. It's okay. still you <laughs> and you can get it to do stuff in their reality. But it's like when you're – like if you're, you have one and you go into our reality, it's like – and it's just inside of you and it's like a part of your personality. Of course. Whereas – and then when you go out, yeah, yeah, it I becomes it. like a it, panther yeah. or something, which I, which I always thought was like – Super cool, like as just yeah. as kind of like as a concept, as a, like a, a magic, but not really. You're like this sure. is just because cool like so childrens can like sort of shapeshift because they're like personalities and yeah, yeah, yeah. It only like yet. it only locks in to its form I, later. This, life. this precedent, we have wizards and witches with little familiars running yeah, all over yeah. the place. That's, I'm in. I'm in. Oh, I, I, absolutely, but yeah. I'm just saying. But yeah. it's, I thought that it was like a neat take on it without necessarily being like, ah, and you do a little spell. You're like, no, you just you have one, right? Some are better than others, like depending yeah. on how like how it manifests. But yeah, so maybe some of the f- the stuff that they've shown is a either on the material plane 
or whatever. Or and, that like middle world, yeah, like where Will goes with mm -hmm. like the subtle knife. Yeah, subtle knife. <laughs> subtle knife that lets you like find tears in reality and then like slit it open big enough for you to travel through to uh -huh. get into another reality. Neato. Yeah. I want one. Give yeah. Me. Yeah, it's kind of like the best thing. There's all there's all there's all sorts of weird things in this book, man. Like when they talk, when they go to cause subtle knife, they're like they're all over the place. They go to all kinds of realities. Yeah, and they go to a reality where um, a central spine was never a thing that evolved, and it was instead like weird like diamonds oh, and like yeah. they all had like weird bone backs and stuff and it yeah, was like yeah. and like they're, they're describing all of these creatures and like oh, it's it, like in book three too but like so they're the ones that have like the 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 tree like the seed pods that fall from the trees yeah. and they use them as wheels yeah exactly that's it so like they can get around that way they're like these weird sentient beings yeah seed pod rolling seed guys. pod yeah. rolling things but yeah, yeah but and then and nothing has a spine because okay. that's just not how things of came course. together but so like did you read the one that came out like the other recently i only read the first he's, three okay well he's revisiting the world and uh -oh. i <laughs> look so disappointed by this young adult no novel i don't i was so like sad revisiting the world always goes so well looking at you harry potter and the terrible terrible movies that take place in the 30s i was just so saddened i was like i was like oh this will be cool i remember like i loved these books so much and then it's like a prequel which i'm like oh and then like I'm I'm good. Uh, all of a sudden, they're like, there's like fairies and things, and I'm like, uh -huh. there were no fairies previously. But is that not part of the cornucopia of magic creatures well, that could? No, because he's. It's not like you. They don't go to a new world. They go to the same world they've always been in, and then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, now there's fairies. Now there are also fairies and giants, and I'm like, there doesn't need to be fairies and giants. You already all have like demons, and you already have like. Yeah, the weird thing. Like you didn't. He didn't need to go like. And it's further into the thing that I always kind of made me like the that drew me to them was that they always sort of it wasn't magic. Mm -hmm. It was just like yeah. this is how this reality is. Yeah, it was you like know? our world but different and like there were still rules. Yeah, like the familiars and stuff were not like spells. They were just like everyone has one, you mm -hmm. can train it and whatever and like that's it. But And everything not... else was very like sure. like this world with slight differences. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean like for instance, uh the polar bears have their own society and can talk. Oh, yeah. The pens are Bjorn. There was a in the in the movie. There was a lot of polar bears. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's probably the part that like inspired. They were like, "Oh, armored polar bears are going to armored be polar awesome. bears," and they throw down in the book too, right? Yeah. So it's like, and and, and from what like I remember of the film, books, yeah. From what I remember of the film, the polar bear throwdown scene was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like I remember being, being like kind of not impressed with most of it, but then when <laughs> it's because like they do like a weird trial by combat situation or whatever, right? And like they're yeah. the, the good polar bear fights the champion kind of bad guy polar bear, and it's like. They throw down hard in the books, and like it's like a kind of warring society and all that stuff. And I do remember in the film that scene of the polar bears fighting being like pretty good to watch. I was still like, "Whoa, polar bears fighting!" Put polar bears in armor. You know, it's fight. true. I there were witches that. too. Hmm? There were witches that could like fly on broomsticks, mm. and that was like really the extent of their magic was mm. like they could fly <laughs> broomsticks on broomsticks. Um, so maybe I shouldn't be salty about like how he added like fairies and giants into right. the new book, but I still am a little. It's a little weird. I mean, especially if it's in and the same world and they weren't there in the prequels. Yeah, that's all. You know, like, it like, just that, took me by surprise. Yeah. I'm like, I thought you extensively visited this world yeah. in the previous three books, and now you're throwing things at me. And it's also so weird because the door is just open to make a new reality so easily. Like, the whole thing's about multiple realities. Like, if you want to throw new stuff in, just be like, anyway, they're in another reality. Mm -hmm. Like, Because the way that they sort of describe it with the subtle knife is also sort of, like, cool, is that... 
you once you're on the like band that lets you like travel, you can kind of like you walk through realities and it like the further you go, the more it changes. Hmm. So like one step away, like a reality at one step out of reality is very similar to yours, but like walk like 20 steps and you're like a lot of things are different now. Like hmm. I don't know, I thought it was neat multiverse sure. thinking and whatever and I think that's kind of probably what yeah. at least at least kept it like well, and they had the whole thing like, with like the particles yeah. like the well, the subtle particles, or whatever. Yeah, that they, yeah. Those were like cool. It felt like like just enough like fake science to yeah, be yeah. like, yay. That, that, that's what I'm saying. That was always the thing that like got me in the books. Was it was all sort of like explained as in weird yeah. like in weird pseudoscience. It was it was very little like I because I, I was never a hard fantasy kid. Like I don't think. I'm trying to think. No, Wizard's first rule. No, read those. No, those were. Uh, I, I like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of sci-fi stuff, and I liked kind of like soft fantasy. Like, I mean, like I you know who's guilty of doing this? The adding shit in in later books. I, I who I couldn't believe Frank Herbert on my most recent reread through the Dune books. Really, Dune two and three. There's all kinds of shit that should have been in Dune one that he didn't think about just because he was writing the books later. Mm-hmm. Like the whole thing about Krasilek. Did you guys read any of the Dune books? I read, God, like, I haven't read one. them like since actual high school. You were so. you were recommending that I go back, but then. Eh, you know, the fourth one is amazing. The okay. first one is also amazing. The two in between are kind of rough. And then Sounds like Dexter. Four and five and six are garbage. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I never finished Dexter. Yeah, I, no, I was told that it was, like, absolutely not worth finishing. Well, except for the uh, fourth season, apparently. Yeah. The f- apparently, like, people are like... With John Lithgow? Yeah. 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 yeah, that was good. I think we fizzled after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, like... we, we fizzled in season three with, with uh, what's his name? The guy who would go on to be in the Get Down, he was on. Oh yeah, that guy. Blue. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, yeah. Jimmy Smith. I actually, he yeah, was the reason yeah, I yeah. stopped watching the show. I thought it was yeah. so stupid, so badly written. Yep. I didn't believe Dexter as a character anymore. He, yep. Whatever. Okay. That, that was like, exactly the reason. The and then out. I've been, I've been told by a number of people, you do not need to watch season three. You can jump ahead to season four. You can enjoy season four for like, arguably, apparently, like better than the first season, mm-hmm. even. And then stop. And like, you, there's no I reason think to watch like exactly the end of it. Exactly what happened to us is like we watched season four, and then we had like a pause where we like started watching other things, and we we're like, <laughs> oh, and maybe season five. And then we were just like, we don't have to go back to this place. Yeah, yeah. and, and apparently it's like one of the worst. Uh, like, like people were joking online when the Game of Thrones ended, and being like, people have clearly never watched the end of Dexter if they think that this is a bad finale. Like, yeah. like they're like, it's like it's like up there. Like, I was like, yeah, I was like. Pff- People complaining about Game of Thrones haven't watched Lost, man. Yep. Oh, man, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like I was at least storylines wrapped up and came to an end. Like, but some the first of them did. few yeah. seasons of Lost were so, like, good. Yeah, but you could smell it. It was in the air, the, the notion that they were never going to finish any no, of this shit. They had no, because this is, like, the doing. first time I was let down. So, like, I was ah. still young and naive and gullible. So fresh. I was. I was the so weird, fresh The worst part is I the, the thing about Lost that got me... Um, with like a false sense of faith, I guess in the show mm-hmm. was that uh, one of the producers, or whatever, was Paul Dini, who had a comic books background, and that in my mind I was like, comic books don't always stick the landing, but they can do that sprawling insanity and then kind of pull it together, like circle back, you know, yeah. like like mm-hmm. I think more so, like certainly more so than television's usually ever been, like that's like almost normal comic book. But it's, but people don't typically have that ambition in TV shows. You, right. Always you see like the episodic, the restraint. It's like exciting when you get a four season arc as opposed yeah, to exactly. whatever. So that they had yeah. a multi season arc, and the fact that like Paul Dini was there on like in a kind of an executive capacity gave me like I was like this is pretty ambitious, and also like being helmed by a guy who might be able to pull it off. No, nope. The answer Failure. is no. Abort. <laughs> like, frick. Yeah, that's it. Like Game of Thrones, 
Yeah, but it's some unanswered do, questions. Do you have a, a hot take on uh, Game of Thrones? I don't think anyone has any hot takes at this point. No, like, it's all been known. But how, like, how were you, were, were, yeah. did you have violent reactions? Were you just like... I... When like, did you give up on season eight? Or not give up, but like, when, like, we, Sarah and I both had a um, point where we were like, oh, this season is not going to be very Sometimes he's going to ask a question, and then he's going to answer his own question. I you know. just got to talk over him. And, oh, okay. And, yeah, okay. Okay. Buddy. Step forward. Okay, so. She might not know. That episode, like, where they were all prepping for the battle, uh-huh. and they gave us everything we wanted, yeah. I was like, maybe my suspicions were not founded, and this is going to be okay. And then the next episode started, and it made no sense. Uh-huh. And, like, there was a point where, like, Yom and I both, like, whipped out our phones. It's like we started the show, and it was, like, HBO noise, and we were like, well, Time to browse the internet in oh, place wow. for 60 minutes <laughs> while this show plays behind us. That was us. the, uh, the last was a, battle? Yeah. Oof. See, uh, mine was that episode where they gave everybody that they wanted. That was what put me off as a viewer. I was like, this is fan servicey nonsense, and I don't care. I was like, they... the writers giveth and they taketh away. Like, no, it's going to happen. But like... even then, I was like, it was too giving. Like, I, I this was is just the one before the last battle. Yeah, 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 yeah where yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're like, they're like, nighting Brienne, they're, and they're letting, like, everybody's, like, buddy, buddy. Yeah. Like, the first... w- would it have been okay if half of them died? Or like three quarters. That was of them? the third episode. Yeah. I did think everyone was actually like maybe gonna die in episode three. Like, I was briefly like, uh, so like I have like a little uh, online secret Facebook group, and we do little like live watches, which uh-huh. is like the only thing that kept me going through nice. the last few seasons. Um, and like for that episode, like you know, you're obviously paying more attention, but you still want to interact. So there was just like a part where the full stretch of comments from everyone was, "Oh shit, what? Oh no, guys, guys, is this really it?" Is it going to be over? And so like, if you don't know what's going on in the sh- show, it just looks like a bunch of people exclaiming for two minutes yeah, and then yeah, dying yeah. down and exclaiming. And I was like, oh, maybe they are actually going to do something awesome and I'm going to be devastated and everyone's dead. And then like in the last like five minutes, they were like, psych, everyone's alive. And I was like, well, maybe it's going to be okay. okay. And then the next episode started and I was like, but. What was the no. point of all that? So also I read something the beginning of epi- like episode three. Uh, the Long Night, which is like, spoilers, it's the where the Night King shows up, and it's like a, the longest episode, and it's a 90-minute battle scene that's mostly which in the dark. did we need? Did we I need I don't think that? we really needed that. And is, like, is having everything that dark? Oh, I did read an interview with, like, the cinematographer, and uh. he was, like, he basically implied that it was shot exactly the way it was meant to be shot, and the yeah. problem was with everyone's televisions. Well, the, I'm you, sure. can, you can't up the brightness, but, uh, like, was it with the cinematographer, or was it with uh, Miguel Sapochnik? Because Miguel Sapochnik was the director who said that he was like, I had no problems with people not necessarily being able to go. And I think that it heightens the, like, it heightens the uncertainty of what's going on. Oh, I'm not hmm. fully so certain. So that was it. How dark was it? It's pretty it dark. It was yeah. like, I felt like I was being punished for streaming it. I was like, wow. Oh. I don't, I don't know. I mean. That's interesting. <laughs> I was like, is this because like they know that like I don't know. nobody I wa- in Canada is watching this through legal means? <laughs> I watched it. We uh, use a VPN to have HBO go. So okay. like we watched it not fully on cable, but at the like highest resolution possible. And it's quite dark. Like, but anyway, so darkness notwithstanding, he, uh, I said that what would have made the episode better would have been if when Jorah rode off. Uh, with the Dothraki if Jorah just ate it hard. And yeah. I was like, and then even if the rest of the episode played out as it did and everyone survived, it would have added tension to the entire rest it's of the that, episode like, because you would have been like, I don't know who can survive. They just lopped Laura's head off. Yeah. Like, Jorah's no, head off. No, that would have been great. And, they, if, it and played he out wanted like TV to do lens. that. Yeah. He wanted to do it. The director actually wanted to do that. He was like, because he knew Jorah was going to die. Yeah. And he was like, can I kill him first scene? Everybody's going to be like, what the fuck? For the rest of the show, mm-hmm. and uh, we sent Benioff. We're like, no, no, no. 
we have a view of how we're going to kill him. So yeah, I was like, like television I was like, land. Like, I'm sorry, it just played out like the rules of TV land. Yeah. TV land things happen, like, the way they happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, everyone gets their redemption arc. Yeah. And, like... Obviously, like, only Theon and Jorah are going to die because, yeah, like, yeah. they're the only two that have redemption arcs that, like, clearly need to end in death because they've got nothing going for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's no room for you in this new world, whatever it is. Like, I was just like, how many redemption arcs do we fully need? And then, like, the final episode made no sense. Anyways, yeah. I did I did like that they didn't give Jamie the redemption arc. I, that Everyone complained about that, but I was like, I was like, first show that was just handing out redemption arcs left, right, and center, that Jamie See, was like, that's nope. that's, like, the one I wanted. I didn't care I know. Isn't that good? And that's arcs. why it was one of the only yeah. writing choices that I really enjoyed this season. Was that I could have, there were so many things I could have enjoyed if they just didn't do them the way they did them. It was, just, it was very like, rushed. For example? Like, um, well, like, you know, like, Mad Queen Danny could have been great. Mm-hmm. I'm rereading the books and like it, it's, it's it's way more there in the books. Foreshadowed super heavily. There. It's super yeah. there, and I'm like, yeah, this would have made total sense, but it doesn't make sense the way you chose to do it. Like yeah. for like three episodes, she's like, I'm great. I love John. This is going to be so good. And mm-hmm. then in like one episode, she's like, and now it's all crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, like many ways that could have been done. Like that was it. I was just like, I had no issue with literally any of the actual beats. I just had issues with how they. Got there. Execution was poor. Um, and then, like, I had a sick day, and I was like, I am going to fold laundry and rewatch the first couple episodes because, yeah. like, I don't know. I I had previously just texted someone. It's not like I'm ever revisiting this series. Mm-hmm. And then I was at home like less than twenty hours later. Here we go. And like, the costumes are so good. Mm-hmm. And like, because like in all the later seasons, it's like winter has come. So like now we just wear leather and fur, and also we're at war, and there are like only three girls, and two of them dress like boys. So it's just like <laughs> very boring costumes. Uh-huh. And armies all dressed That's the some same. DVD, DVD cover quotes yeah. right there. <laughs> There are only three girls, and two of them dress like boys. Sam. <laughs> Nine to five. Nine to five. But, like, no, seriously, though, like, in the first, like, episode, it's, like, the people in the north. And it's, like, winter hasn't come yet, so they can dress, like, sweater weather, like, mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is, like, the best time to wear clothes, because yeah, you can wear your nicest things, and they're late. Even Cersei, like, Cersei, all of Cersei's awesome fashion statements stop. Like, yeah. she stops wearing super cool clothes. Yeah, everyone. Right. Like, uh, Daenerys had a couple cool things. Sans had a couple cool things. But, again, now it's just, like... The only three women wearing dresses have to carry, like, all of the fashion choices for the show. And <laughs> it's been overshadowed by war. And maybe the dragon budget, like, used to be the costume budget because the costumes used to be so good. Yeah. But, like, there's a scene in the first episode where, like, uh, it's, like, the banquet. And so, like, uh, Ned Stark's family and the Baratheons yeah, are all sitting right. together. And, like, Cersei and Catelyn just have to make, like, valiant awkward ass conversation while their husbands ignore them and like King Robert's like making out with like some tavern <laughs> wench. Yeah. but it was such a good scene I was like oh like they know their place it's complicated nobody's enjoying this and they're struggling to get through it anyways mm. it was a cool conversation between two women who clearly hate each other and mm-hmm. hate being there and just have to do it and it was so good and then I was like well I guess I better watch the next episode in season 8 yeah and it was like a bummer. Even a lot of people on the official HBO Facebook thing were like, "Thank you for five amazing seasons or whatever." Like, no. like on the like, whatever. Oh like, no! Like, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was somewhere well, and like five like, and a half, five and a half. And like, ish. I guess they tweeted out at some point. They're like, "By the way, Arya's eighteen. Like right before her sex scene. Winky, wink, wink. <laughs> well, yeah. Who I mean, did she bang? I still haven't seen it. This. Oh, Gendry. Uh, Gendry. Huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was really fun. Yeah, the Starks and the Baratheons finally, 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 finally. consummating. 
Wow. And like, it was nice. You know, she never gets to do like teen girl things. Like, yeah. Like a normal kid. And I also and like, it, as to opposed have... to being an assassin. Yeah. But it's like, it's on the, it's on the eve of the Night, Night King, like mar- marching on Winterfell. And like, and Sarah and I were just sort of like, they're like, they're like, whatever, what are people going to do? And we're like, man, they're going to bone. And then like, and like the hound is like, yeah, you bone. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I'm not, I'm going to drink up here because I'm a sad sack piece of garbage. But like. Go yeah, get laid. Like, like, go if, forth if, and if it is within your ability to get laid right now, you do that. Yeah. That's like that's what you do when you're marching into like at least a reasonable chance of death. Ooh, but just oh, kidding, saw, it was TV land, so no one died. Ha ha, you're all gonna be fine. I saw the clips of the of the, the Clegane Bowl. That was pretty badass. Yeah. That the Clegane Bowl was exciting. That yeah. was fine. Yeah. But like Clegane Bowl's happy all. happy that even happened, you know? Happy it happened. I even like I liked how it even went down. <laughs> I was like, okay gnarly. with that actually. I like, had like, no beef with Click Game Bowl. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. No that's it. Like, like Sandor get, has basically like gets the like gets his ass kicked, but gets like just enough an upper hand like twice, mm-hmm. where it would be a decisive win, but then can't win because Gregor's like a zombie at this point. Like, has him like. Bi- was that set up in the in the in the film or in the in the show, or is it like a surprise that he's like a zomboid? Oh no, they thing? super yeah, yeah. drag it out. Like it's very obvious. It's yeah. all like you're it's like black robed wizard being like, oh, I was kicked out from my And you see like under his eyes, it's just like almost like rotten and like sunken eyes yeah, kind of in right. behind. Would have been better if he never like took seen... off his stupid like helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Would've he takes off his helmet to show kind of subpar zombie makeup to make it really drive the point home. But <laughs> I'm just saying, but like for the whole entire show, it's like yeah, it's like you see like the black kind of like rot underneath his right. mask and whatever. And they even like in the in the book, they're still dancing about with Sir Strong or yep. whatever. And like yeah. in the show, they're just like it's Sir Gregor. Here he is. Yep. Like they don't even like they don't even try to pretend that they didn't bring a dude back from the dead. No, no, no. Yeah, they 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 spell it right out. That but he... there's other ones, right? And like the in the books, it's so much more developed. You know, that people come back and not all of them comes back. And yeah, whatever, well, yeah, because know? there's a lot more people come back. Yeah, the Lord like, of Light. Back, like, but it's yeah. pretty well established that Jessica? Gregor yeah. came back, uh, not from Lord of Light, but from uh, Kwai... What's his name? It's Kyburn. Kyburn's Kyburn's creepy like. Science magic, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not like a magician. He's like yeah, he's a maester. You know. He's he a ma- was, well, he was kicked out he for w- his dark experiments. Yeah, exactly. Like they, they telegraph it so hard. He's like, "Give me this body." I was kicked out for like my crazy yeah, exactly. experiments with the uh, dead. But then, I mean, I'm yeah. going spoilers. He also his death is the greatest. Oh, that was great. Yeah. So what happens? He's he's the at this point he's the hand to Cersei or whatever. Yeah, and uh, like. Sandor is like running up the stairs. It's right at the be- it's right before Clegane Bowl kicks off, and like like Sarah and I were both like Clegane Bowl, like just like <laughs> so excited, <laughs> and we're just like, and then uh, like uh, Gre- Gregor just like poof, and, like draws his sword, and Cersei's like stand aside or whatever, and Gregor's like Gregor's at this point just wants to like throw down with Sandor, mm-hmm. and then Kyborn's just sort of like listen to your queen, and he just like backhands him into the wall, and his head explodes, <laughs> like like he's just like. <laughs> and just like murders him, like see, and that in, was good too. In a split second, and I'm like, yeah, I was like, doesn't matter that you brought this dude back from the love. Like this is like it was nobody can stop Clegane Bowl. <laughs> like right, it's on. And then and Cersei will, then has the best. And Cersei, be, like, Cersei just like hikes up her skirt a little bit, and then just like, just, like creeps by Sandor <laughs> on the stairs, being like, I'm just gonna let this just yep. go. Have fun. <laughs> I was like, correct. Cersei <laughs> makes correct choice at this point. Let these two fools do whatever they're gonna do, and like get out of like the vicinity because <laughs> yeah, like exactly. they're clearly not gonna be like, oh no, don't like. Like run yeah. into the queen. Mm-hmm. Like the building is collapsing, and they're like, instead of getting out of this collapsing building, let's try to kill each so other. So we're a couple of weeks slash months past all of this. Mm-hmm. What do we think? Is is he now going to start publishing books with all the like this, reviews from people? I have this people? dream <laughs> yep. that like oh. he had to like that like I know this is fake, 
don't like. No, no, no it's all true. It was in your dreams. Your, okay, so so my dream is that uh-huh. he actually has the next book finished, but he was like holding off because like this is there's they're supporting there's collaborative facts about this that okay. I will share. Uh, because whatever he writes will influence how people perceive the final season, uh-huh. and some people would also be like, oh, if the next book is out, maybe I don't have to finish this like sad sack of a series because huh. I might have done that, and now. They can bring it out at Christmas with, like, an HBO cover and get royalties, and everyone will go fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I to, like it. I like that conspiracy. To contribute to this, yeah. over last Christmas, he brought out uh, Blood and Fire, yeah. Yeah. which is, like, a thousand-page prequel. Thing. Well, not even an atlas. It's, like, it's, it's like a history stories, book of yeah. the Targaryens, but it's, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, written, like, history book style, not, like, a novel. Hmm. And apparently, and he was, and people were, like, well, I didn't mean this instead of the book. He's, like, this was, pub-. he was, like, didn't even mince words. He was, like, this is publisher's orders. He's, like, this was the book that they wanted to publish first because they knew that there would be no market for that book. After. after the show was done. Mm. So, like, there, there is a possibility that sixth book was ready, and they were like, we're going to hold off on the release of sixth book to avoid comparisons to the show, let the show run course, release this, tell him to, and release a whole other book mm-hmm. that is, like, obviously not going to have the same sales as a full-on Song of Ice and Fire. But but people are, like, desperate for scraps and will totally buy it. Exactly, I almost that's bought it. Like, it, like, two weeks ago. I have, like, actually, my hatred for the show has somehow rehyped me for the books, nice. and I'm rereading them, and I'm, like, going, like... Deep dives on a lot forums. Of, and a lot of I've, people are, like, I've, like with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, because like, it's like, oh, this was, was I wrong? Was it never good? Was it always this, like, season eight garbage? And mm-hmm. they start reading the books, and you're like, no, this is highly enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, theories, things are so much more complicated here. What's this prophecy mean? What do people on the internet have yeah, to say yeah. about this prophecy? And all of a sudden, it's like an hour later, and you're like, what the fuck have I done with my life? I am a 35-year-old with a child, and I'm, <laughs> like, just sitting on the internet <laughs> after bedtime. Being like, did you know that this prophecy? 35 year old child just will not shut up in the other room about something, but man, what about this prophecy? Tell me more about Maggie the Frog. Exactly. (laughs) And like last year, I saw that he published this book, and I was like, how dare you? I refuse to buy anything that is not the next book in the series. How dare you, George R.R. Martin? And then. Like two weeks ago, I was like, maybe I'll just go to the bookstore and buy it because there's a bookstore in my neighborhood now and I want them to stay alive. And I know they have this book, but then I got there and it was a hardcover and I was like, yo, uh, I'm not kidding. What did they want for it? I didn't even look. I was just like, I'm, I'm not kidding. Hardcovers don't this. go for less than like at least 30. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, yeah. But is that, would that stop you from buying a book you really wanted? I mean, a book it that would I stop could... me from buying that book. Yeah. Okay. I was like, a I'm book not going really to this wanted? Like... I mean, like, this is a historical. I bought other hardcover books. That same day, but I was just like historically, like written like a textbook history of the Targaryens, man. Like, like it's too much. I couldn't do it. I was like, and it's such a like hip bookstore that feels like it's like curated mm-hmm. very carefully for perhaps me specifically. <laughs> so I'm afraid that it'll like go out of business. So I go a lot, and then they're always like, "Oh, what a good book! Like I've read it. Let's talk about it." And I love it. And I was like, I can't just go buy like a fifty fucking dollar. Targaryen yeah. textbook. Yeah, exactly. Like I would, I would drop money on a hardcover. Like, uh, like, wait, hang on. What is it? Uh, Winds of Winter. Is Winds of Winter next? Dance of Dragons. Dream of Spring. No. Dream of Spring know. is the end. Yeah, Winds of Winter is the next. Winds of okay. Winter is next. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I don't yeah, even know what they're all called anymore. I'm just Let's like, see if I can book, if I can remember. It's a I game of a Game of Thrones. Feast for Crows. No, Clash of Kings. Yeah. Feast of Feast for Crows is four. Swords. Storm of Swords is three. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's a Feast for Crows. Feast for Crows. Then it's a Dance of Dragons. Dance of Dragons. Then it's 
uh, Winds of Winter, then it's uh, Dream of Spring. Right. Okay. I believe in this. Yeah, I think so. Unless he puts another book in there. Yeah. Which, <laughs> which apparently is also one of the one of the um, the book is at twelve hundred pages. Concerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, of, one of the legitimate concerns, whatever. Because like like there's like various reports that I've read is he's at like two thousand manuscript pages that exist mm. that are supposed to become book six and seven. It must manuscript be hard pages don't like, translate one to one, obviously. But yeah. like you know, like editors are really good at helping you like fine tune and winnow your story down yeah. and like cut the unnecessary stuff that you still like. There's that yeah, whole yeah. like kill your darlings thing. And I'm like, he could probably benefit from that, but now who on earth wants to go in and start slashing his like manuscript? Well, there's apparently a group of people that he actually that work on the internet that he relies on. They started off as a fan group and now apparently they Oh the they, ones who keep his world straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it. Who they now are have, have like paid positions. Like they, they get paid money Mm-hmm. To be like, so he can just be like, where's so-and-so? And they'll be like, here he is. Like, and they just like, they have a track of everyone and everything they're doing in every part of Westeros. Right. And they just like keep, t- like, and they've, they've built this thing. And apparently like, he gives, he like pays them now and like, and consults with them. Think of the how product. handy that is. He doesn't have to keep all this like insane, complicated just, like, web. Outsource it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And like, you know, back in the day, authors would just probably have like what papers and like strings being like. If they like, even did, they probably made a lot of mistakes that people just kind of. Like forgave. Know. Yeah. How's, how's Frank doing on Dune? Um, the thing is, his, his, the stories in Dune are all stretched out. And um, so, like, book one is, like, very much its own thing. And then book two and three are kind of, like, dealing with the fallout. So that one does tie in a little bit. Okay. But then book four is 4,000 years in the future. Mm. So it's, like, there's a, it's pretty easy to not have yeah, characters come like back. Everything that you Except that the main character of Dune is actually Duncan Idaho. Spoiler. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that because he dies in book one. But he comes back many, many more times than any other character in perhaps all of history. Hmm. Seriously. God, now the I kind of feel of like Dune. I need to reread oh them. Oh my god, they're so good. Weird. They are so good. I'm already reading Game of Thrones. I'm well, like, I'm I'm halfway through book four, so it's like I've. Oh man, you shouldn't. I just need so to take a break. Yeah. So there's like a. You're momentum. almost done. I know, but, I was but say, you're at the long. You, well, you, I, I, yeah. you should have to- told me you were rereading them early because there's uh there's a fan cut of book oh, four yeah, and yeah. five. I know, Isn't, but yeah. I I didn't want to do it. Actually, I thought about it. Yeah. Because I read that one of the cons is that by the time you get back to a character, like it's been so many chapters and so many other characters that you're mm. like, well, what the fuck? I don't know. Are they up to you? Sarah, Sarah read it and was like, this is so much better than really? having to bounce. Huh. Like, What's the deal? It just mashes all the like, well, pet like chapters a, together? Yeah, it, it well, yeah, like, the, sort like, of arranges like, it chronologically mm-hmm. instead of being book, like... Book four has nothing north of the wall and nothing south of uh, Dorne. Right. Right? So that, that's just not happening. So there's a bunch of new characters, but then there's no... Da- that means no Daenerys, no Jon, no Tyrion yeah. are the big omissions. Yeah. And then the first two thirds of book five have those characters, but then none of none the of other ones. None of the other ones. Yeah. So there's like a fan cut of the two books together chronologically. Huh. But and there's also the a hilarious uh, overlap of there's a Sam chapter and a John chapter. Sam chapter in book four and a John chapter in book five that are basically identical. Really? <laughs> like yeah. it's the same events, but as told through because it's Sam about to leave to go to the Citadel. Mm-hmm. Like, and then John, like, sending Sam on his way. But it was, like, a chapter in book five and a chapter in book four. But when you're reading them chronologically, you're like, yeah, I get it. I know what happens. <laughs> so you're just, like, skimming and being like, what's John thinking right I'm now? actually due for a reread of the books. Yeah. And I, I just, it's like, a, it's like you think about, ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go through but five it, of these but things. But it wasn't, like, so that's, I approached it, uh, 
I don't even know what I was doing it, but part of me was like, oh no, I'm gonna, am I gonna feel that way? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I was like 200 pages in, and I was like, whoa, that went really they're painlessly fast. fast. Like, they're, they're very, very fast. fast. I read them, like we just went to uh, like Berlin and Prague, mm-hmm. and so that was like my vacation book series because awesome. like you know you're not like like they're engrossing and they're fun, but like I've read them enough that it's not like I couldn't put them down if I yeah, needed yeah, to yeah. Sure, know, like sure, sure. stop my child from running into traffic or something. You yeah. might. Uh, this kid again. <laughs> He's just about running into traffic, and I'm looking up He's these prophecies. He's never run into traffic because yeah, I, I was able to put down my book. Cool. <laughs> exactly. If the book was, like, just a little bit better, then who knows? Or, like, if I hadn't read them before, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. this was, like, I knew where they were going, so I could, like, relax a little. Yeah, I don't know. I was, like, I was going to say, oh, ah, I want to – this is how I'm going to – since we talked mostly about books, I, have you read The Power? No, I haven't yet. I it, just finished reading it, The Power. What's really? The Power? Yeah. It is. And have you got it? Huh? The power. I have the touch, mm-hmm. not the power. Uh, yeah, no, it is good. It feels like it's going to be unbelievably heavy-handed at mm-hmm. first. <laughs> that's my, that's like my, which that was, was what my Which was also was my, con- like, that was my concern when I read it. And I forget who it was. It was, it was a, there was a, one of the testimonials, because some people were like, you should read, because like at this point my Kindle is actually pretty good at telling me what I might enjoy reading, mm-hmm. <laughs> just based on my like, previous reading things. And they're like, you might enjoy The Power by Naomi Alderman. And one of the testimonials was from Joss Whedon, and I was like, I read the back thing, and Joss Whedon gave a little testimonial, and I was like, I'll bite. But like, so the premise is, is that uh, all of a sudden, uh, teenage girls find out that they have a uh, skine in their collarbone that allows them to channel electricity much in the same way that an electric eel does. So in turn, it completely negates any physical um, sort of domination that uh, men could have over women. <laughs> it's just, it's gone. Like if you want to overpower a woman, she can be like, you are electrocuted now and get away from me. So, and it's the, as in it instantly kills them. Depending on like w- some of them who are not good at controlling the power, you could instantly because kill them. to electrocute is to kill somebody. Okay. So yes, you could electrocute them and kill them or you could just, like, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, they, they can grab it and like fire up through the veins, or mm-hmm. they can give you deliver a jolt. Right. Like, it's like the, it, it's much like. Okay, it, okay, okay. So they have little little tasers. Well, not little tasers, but anyway, and yeah. and it goes on to like further than that to the point where it's like as some of these girls get like better and better, they learned that they can even like go in and like almost do a mind control thing in certain ways where they learn to like control certain. Electric, electronic, electric oh, impulses. Oh, electrical circuits in your brain. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then, then even doing, they can do certain like micro surgeries that are like previously thought impossible because they can, huh? Of course. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so it's just it's giving them all of these like crazy advantages, at least like physical advantages. Mm-hmm. And then like what would happen if that happened? And like the patriarchy being kind of like in charge and like. Just how society just, like, reacts in different parts of the world, how it reacts, like, in North America is a little bit more open. They're like, let's teach these girls and whatever. Sometimes the military is like, let's immediately weaponize these girls, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like, and it's just, like, like all, like, the various kind of facets about that. Sure. Like, the Middle East just goes insane, you know? Like, <laughs> you uh-huh. know, like, it's just, like, absolutely just everything is on fire, you know? And, like, then the first, like, female, uh, like... Then, but then, obviously, like certain female-controlled country, countries get run by females. But then they start to become like authoritarian the other way. Like, mm-hmm. if you're not, if you're a man, you need to be traveling with like the correct papers and with like a, a supervisory woman. Mm-hmm. Like, and everyone's like, "What?" Like, anyway, so like it flips all back. Men's rights activists become the absolute worst. Like, 
And it ultimately is like pretty cool. And one thing that's also sort of neat is that um, th- from the from the get go of the book, it's the letter of a um, sort of like a revered author at some point in the future mm-hmm. to the author of the book, and talking about how this like the story that we're actually saying, which is taking place in like say like the like like present day like 2019, is kind of ancient history. Like these are like origin stories. Of like people who, at least in this letter, are almost like figures of myth and history, kind <laughs> of thing. So you also you know that something like cataclysmic happens between when you're reading the book and when the book was written, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, and it sort of gets revealed as you go that the book is it's about like four thousand years into the future because I mean I don't want to spoil it if you're going to read it or. I don't mind spoilers, and now I'm kind of interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so anyway, so like the the spoilers of it, and I mean, it's it's like it's it's there in the prologue for the kind of taking is that a couple of the girls realize that they're like they can essentially they were like they're like we're never gonna get they're like we're never gonna be in charge. Weirdly, mm-hmm. they're like at best we can have equality, <laughs> like. But they're like, but we could be in charge. And they were like, but that would like throw you into the dark ages. And they're like, I'm pretty sure we could do that. Because with the control of electricity, mm-hmm. right, they mm-hmm. can like shut down the planet and they trigger. Like, what happens a- when they fight each other? The ladies? Yeah. And they shock the shit out of each other. No, but I mean, like, can one of them dampen the other one's powers? Like, it seems kind of, yeah. Like, that's it. it it's, and there's also, there's like power levels too. Like, it's like some girls are better at manipulating it than others. And yeah. there's always like, there's a certain amount, like, uh, because apparently she studied a bunch about uh, eels in terms of how eels discharge. That was actually what I was just about to say. Is like, yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Now I'm actually just inspired to go like learn about eels. Learn about a bunch of eels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not like an eel has like 10 charges or whatever. It's like yeah. there is a fluctuation of how much they can shoot off and some are stronger than others and whatever. So she kind of used that as a, as a basis. Some can like release charges more frequently than others. So she kind of used that as a, as a basis. Sure, sure. But yeah, so it's sort of the, the reveal at the end is that, yeah, they absolutely like start essentially a world war, throw the planet into the dark ages. Also then like one of the characters has become, becomes a sort of religious figure that all of like recorded history because they short aired all the computers and all that stuff becomes written history, but is controlled by like the nuns. Mm-hmm. So it's like not even the accepted, like what you're reading about for most of the book is not even the like widely accepted version of history. Like, like the, there, there keeps being letters back and forth between like the two authors and being like, really? Like you had men in the army, like men made up most of the army. Like that's how, that's your vision of history. Like, why mm-hmm. would you think that? Like, and stuff, but it, kind of comes around full circle like and even like the author is just sort of like i think that like your version of history with like men being in charge sounds like a more civil history than like what we have now and stuff so like we're uh, hence why it's called like the power so like it doesn't come off nearly as preachy it kind of just comes off as like yeah the people that are in charge however they're in charge are like it's not a gender thing it's a power thing mm-hmm. is like this sounds really i'm 14 and i am very smart I don't kind know, but it's fun. It's fun. Okay. It's I, I'm just saying. I, I, yeah. Absolutely, I'm not like best book ever. It was just kind of fun, and I like. But a lot of the stuff that I thought was very fun was like the the men's rights activists and stuff like like a lot of that like stuff that's like pretty timely right now. If mm-hmm. you're like, man, if this did happen, 
boy howdy like <laughs> imagine men's rights forums uh, those kids are in trouble <laughs> no but like Let you know what you. i'm just saying like again it's like they have there's even like a couple pages of like like people's like handles and posts about like stuff they saw at the supermarket and like and whatever else and i was mm-hmm. like knowing that that stuff exists like today just as is and i was like so a lot of it is very like it's very like present and savvy when it's written execution wise it, it's fun mm-hmm. it is like yeah. and it's i mean whatever like 200 300 pages or whatever like yeah. fun like and i mean i'm sure it'll probably get turned into a movie or something i would not be surprised yeah like it has the, i think enough of that like nudge nudge wink wink left hollywood left appeal yeah. that's <laughs> what i was like nervous about like, yeah and i was and i and i was too know, and at I least was, it yeah i really enjoyed like the first season of the handmaid's tale and i was really nervous to watch that too because like when it came out i was like oh this is definitely going to be like we the like progressive left yeah yeah and then i actually enjoyed it mm-hmm. and have not continued it because i was like afraid of where it was gonna go i was gonna say are they past Oh, they're way past the books. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Books is like, isn't the books almost like a short story too? Like, yeah, or, like, it's like yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a couple hundred pages. I was like, like it. they were they good. The, the first season. Session the first season, it. I yeah. super super enjoyed it. Peggy did Olson. not feel like yeah. it did not feel like the on the nose smug fest that I thought it was going to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. That and that that was what the power did kind of correctly or not correctly, but to make it engaging was that like it's like all the girls get it, and then like immediately like. I would say like sixty to seventy percent of them are starts being like, and anyway, so this is how we're going to benefit from this. Like, like it's just like that quick, like there is like almost there's very few characters that are like we could use this to make the world better. They're like we could use this to make ourselves better. Like, like it was just like, and that that take was what made the book readable. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't like girls are going to be in charge now and everything's going to be better. Like like that never happens. Yeah, yeah, no. Like in the books, like yeah. you're just sort of like immediately like like the main characters are this one girl who is like quite clearly crazy, who uh, decides to become like the religious figure. There's like the daughter of a London mobster, uh, who's already the daughter of a London mobster, so like pretty messed up. There's a high like ranked politician who's kind of like making a bid to i believe join the senate and i think ultimately kind of like becomes the president and whatever but it was like already was like on the like on the uptake and whatever uh those are like the three big ones and then like there's also like there's the ruler of the country and that's the ruler of the country that starts to like like she's like torturing men for shit in sport in her palace and stuff and they're like whoa like yeah exactly that's it like so that 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 thing of where i was like when i read the premise and i read the thing i was like is this gonna be okay and then i was like Oh, they actually, they did it in a way that was pretty fun and engaging. I feel like now I have to read it because I'm kind of like, I feel like guns would negate a lot of this, like, well, shocking. Which it does in the, like, in necessarily, like, military things. But it's like, you can't just put guns everywhere on the streets, you know? And, like, and, and they kind of talk about that, especially in America. They're like, what are we going to do? No, but they're like, what are we going to do? Give every, like, little boy on the playground guns? So it's like, even mm. almost as a quick response to that, especially when girls can't do it, they, like, separate all the schools by gender because like little girls are not necessarily trained in it but you're like but then that even like obviously divides the cultural rift yeah. like even further like it's for yeah. your own safety that you can't see little girls you know like, like so it's like a bunch of things that are like weird like knee-jerk reactions to it and then like the ramifications of it are like way worse like hmm. it's i mean yeah a little bit i am very smart but also like but executed with enough i think like deftness that uh, I would recommend. Hmm. So this is the 90s clip review. <laughs> <Apparently>. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a bunch of books. <laughs>
Thanks for sticking around to the very end of this show. That means you're our number one fan. As our number one fan, maybe you're wondering a way that you can show your support for this. We've set up a few ways, and the boys are going to tell you about it now. If you like this show, you might know other people that like this show, or maybe they'll like some of the other stuff that we're doing on the website. If that's the case, you can tell them all about it using all of the social networks, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're on all of those. Or you could just you know, send people links directly to the website. Or if you live in a world without the Internet and you only listen to podcasts, you can tell people about it with your human mouth. There's other ways we could support us, John. If your interest in supporting us extends to the financial section, you might consider patreon.com slash 9to5cc. If you go there, you can get perks like early content, you can get your questions answered on the air, and you can get extra art. We've been doing this show for a long time, so we kind of know what we're doing. Not really. 905.cc. <laughs> Podcasts, blogs, and comics. Made in Montreal since 2011.